0: 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 7. This is, I think, our fourth lesson, and we've only covered six verses. But there's so much good in, in this little book. And I know so many people that feel hopeless due to the condition of our country. And it seems to be going down faster than I ever thought it could. But God is at work. And he led me to teach this book, because Peter suffered greatly, and it was always with hope. And I don't know what our future holds, neither do you or anybody else. God knows. And I know that no matter what happens, I just want to have hope. I have felt hopeless in my life. I felt desperate as a Christian, and it's a miserable way to feel. And so I want to encourage you to take seriously the thoughts that God had Peter write down that you and I might have reference to them today. And so I'm going to read again from the Living Bible because I just love the way it sounds. And picking up in verse 7, chapter 1, the trials that you have are only to test your faith. we got to remember that. I I know a lot of people just this very moment that are having severe trials in their life and unpleasantness and heartache. And I just want you to know that it says it's to test our faith, to see whether or not it's strong and pure. And remember that God's will is to control us and His purpose is to conform us. And He wants us to grow in faith to trust Him more and more. It's easy to trust Him when He answers all your prayers in a positive way and you get everything you want. But then when, when hard days come, sometimes we feel He turned His back on us. Where is He? And our faith is being tested as fire tests gold and purifies it. When you put gold in the fire, the dross is burned off. And your faith is far more precious than, than gold. So if your faith remains strong after being tried in the test tube of fiery trials, it will bring you praise and glory and honor on the day of His return. And this just reminds me that it's so easy to get caught up in the present and the near future, and to forget that we should look forward to either the rapture of the church or our death when we go to be with Him. And Peter writes, you love Him even though you've never seen Him. Though not seeing Him, you trust Him. And even now you're happy with the joy that comes from heaven itself. And you further reward for trusting Him, will be the salvation of your souls. Our souls will be saved because we trust Him. Not because of anything we've done, not of anything that we deserve, but our faith. And we'll be saved throughout all eternity because we trust Him. And it's interesting that the salvation was something, Peter writes, that the prophets didn't fully understand. It's just amazing to realize that all the Old Testament and the Old Testament prophets wrote what God directed them to write, but they didn't understand it. They didn't know what it was really all about. Even though they wrote about it, they had many questions as to what it all could mean. Think about how fortunate we are that we live on this side of the cross and we read the Old Testament And it's prophesied what would happen. And we look back and see that it did. In those days, they wondered what the Spirit of Christ within them was talking about. Isn't that funny? They wrote it. They didn't know. He told them to write down the events which since then have happened to Christ. His suffering and His great glory afterwards. And they wondered when and to whom all this would happen. And I know sometimes we wonder, is the rapture really going to happen? When is it going to happen? We don't know. And that's the only way I can identify with the prophets of the Old Testament. They didn't know. They were finally told that these things would occur, would not occur during their lifetime, but long years later, during ours. And now this good news has plainly announced to all of us. It was preached to us in the power of the same heaven-sent Holy Spirit who spoke to them. You see, the Holy Spirit is the teacher. He's the one that teaches truth. Remember, He has two responsibilities. One is to convict us of sin. And until He comes into our life, we just don't pay any attention to it people resist the fact that anger is a sin because everybody gets mad. And they think because everybody gets angry, nothing wrong with it, everybody does it. But the Bible clearly says it's destructive and it's a sin. And so the Holy Spirit has to convict us. And then He teaches us. The same Holy Spirit who spoke to the prophets of old, who spoke to Peter, And it's all so strange and wonderful that even the angels in heaven would give a great deal to know more about it. Did you know that God didn't teach the angels? I remember a long time ago my Bible teacher said that angels learn from me and you about God. And I I remember I thought, oh my goodness, what do they know about God from me, from my life? Do I live a life of faith where they see God's power? So, you know, we can look forward soberly and intelligently to more of God's kindness when Jesus returns. And then in verse 14, it says, Obey God because you're His children. That's why we obey Him. You see, God is our Father. And I've probably mentioned this probably several times to you, but I'm so grateful for my earthly father. He was such a kind, gentle man, but he was stern, but never sharp-tongued. I never heard him speak unkindly of one soul, nor did I ever hear him use one word of profanity. He was hard-working, and faithful to uh, to his family. I can remember we used to sit out in the yard and we didn't have air conditioning and it was hot and my dad would bring watermelon home and oranges and he'd peel oranges and we'd sit out under the tree with the breeze and he would tell us stories of his father who was a horse and buggy doctor. Those are wonderful memories I have. But Anytime I would do anything that made my dad unhappy, oh, it broke my heart. I look back at my childhood and I think, when dad looked unhappy with me, whatever I was doing, boy, I changed because I wanted to keep my dad happy. And this is, remember, that that, uh, you're God's child and obey him because of that. You have to remember who God is and what He's done for you. And whether you want to do what He says or not, it doesn't matter. We all want our way. And sometimes our way is not good and right. So we need to remember that God sent His Son to die for us. And Peter writes, don't slip back into your old ways, doing evil, because you knew no better. I didn't know what evil was until I became a Christian. And I can remember seeing myself as God saw me. And I might have looked good on the outside, but I sure was ugly on the inside. And until the Holy Spirit came to live in my life, I didn't have a way to look at the inside. And the ugliness on the inside of me made me miserable. But I had no idea why I was miserable. And then Peter writes, Be holy now in everything you do, just as the Lord is holy, who invited you to be His child. He Himself has said, You must be holy, for I am holy. And really, we can't be perfect, so don't confuse this. God is working, and that's why trials cause our faith to grow, and that pleases God. And then in verse 17 of 1 Peter, Peter says, Remember, your heavenly Father, to whom you pray, has no favorites. He will judge you perfectly with perfect justice for everything you do. So act in reverential fear of Him from now on until you get to heaven. Now, I want to explain to you that reverential fear doesn't mean that you are afraid of God. It means you have great respect for Him. And as I compare my earthly father to my heavenly father, I wasn't aware of it at the time. But now looking back, I know that I had great respect for my father. And that's why I wanted to please Him. And then Peter reminds us that God paid a ransom to save us from the impossible road to heaven, which our fathers tried to take. And the ransom was not gold or silver, but He paid for you with the precious life blood of Christ, the sinless spotless Lamb of God, God chose him for this purpose long before the world began. But only recently was he brought into public view in these last days as a blessing. Now remember, it says recently. Remember when Paul was writing this? Peter, I'm sorry. Peter was writing this. Jesus had just died and rose from the dead. Peter had denounced him, if you remember. Just as Jesus said he would. And then, because of what God has done, our trust can be in God who raised Jesus from the dead and gave him great glory. Now, our faith and hope can rest in him alone. And you can have real love for everyone because your souls have been cleansed from selfishness and hatred. When you trusted Christ to save you, to see to it that you really do love each other warmly with all of your hearts. As I look around the world today, I see hatred like I've never seen it before. And it's because people don't know the Lord. When Christ comes into your life, He gives you the ability to love those that are not lovely And I have found in my experience as a believer that I feel so much better when I get rid of hatred and bitterness and resentment in my heart. It's really a physical thing. Hate will make you sick. And love will make you well. And I want you to remember, Peter says, you have a new life. It wasn't passed on to us from our fathers. The life they gave us will fade away. One day this body that my mom and dad gave me is going to die. And I have a new life. And the new life will last forever. Because it comes from Christ. God's ever-living message to men Peter writes, our natural lives will fade as grass does when it becomes brown and dry. All our greatness is like a flower that droops and falls. But the Word of God will last forever. And His message is the good news that was preached to you. What a wonderful passage of Scripture. The trials that you may face, the trouble in your life, is to purify your faith. And remember, this old life is going to pass away. And what matters is the life that God is preparing us for in the future. One that will last throughout all eternity. So have hope, not in what happens to you, but in God's life in you and the work of the Holy Spirit in you and through you to others who probably feel very desperate. God bless you and thank you for listening.